What's good, everybody? This episode of the podcast is sponsored by DistroKid. They are the go-to for digital music distribution and the easiest way for musicians to get your music onto Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, TikTok, YouTube, and more. They offer unlimited uploads, and artists keep 100% of their earnings in stores 10 to 20 times faster than any other distributor. Fastest payouts. They help out with automatic splits, cover song clearance, and all kinds of other amazing tools and templates to help you get the most visibility for your releases. I dig this company and really appreciate their business model that offers more features than any other distributor at the most affordable price possible for solo musicians, bands, studio artists, DJs, and any other creators that are producing music in their home. And they also offer label services as well. They're distributing over a third of the world's digital music at this point. And the best part about DistroKid sponsoring the podcast is that they are offering Dan Cable Presents listeners 30% off your first year of membership, making their already affordable services even cheaper. Check out the link in the episode notes. I will also put it in my Instagram bio in the link tree. Click that link and it will give you 30% off your first year of service. Super stoked to have DistroKid sponsoring the podcast and can't thank them enough for their support of this thing. This episode of the podcast is also sponsored by Produce Row Cafe here in Portland, Oregon. This has become one of my favorite local hangs because they have free music every Wednesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. and Sunday afternoons 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. They are located in inner southeast Portland and not only do they offer free music on their their large patio setup, but they've also got a killer brunch menu from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. The French toast and the breakfast sandwich are lights out. And I can't really do much alcohol personally, but I love their Virgin Bloody Marys. And they've got some other mocktails for folks like me as well. And they're always rotating in new seasonal cocktails. So come through and check out what they've got on deck for fall and winter down there. The patio is now nice, covered, and heated and will be throughout the fall and winter. So come through and big thanks to Produce Row for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another volume of I Dig Records, a Dan Cable Presents podcast coming at you once again. If this is your first time listening, thanks for uh, tuning in. You can find fresh episodes of the podcast coming at you every Friday, which is usually myself in conversation with an artist from all music genres. And every other Wednesday, you get these volumes of I Dig Records, which is uh, usually my cousin and I doing the deep dive on a record, listening to tracks and uh, yeah, just talking things in regards to that record, whether it's uh, production or, or the the players on 
the particular album and, and that is usually pretty broad genre wise as well and he moved out to LA a few months back and I've been giving him some time to settle in over there and I've been having some guest hosts as of late but uh, this particular volume of I Dig Records is a Christmas special and is the, the return of my cousin Bobby who, uh, who's been absent the last five of these or so. So it was great to have him back on the mics. If you'd like to support this podcast in a free way, you can do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes, clicking write a review, giving the podcast five stars if you feel like it is deserving of so, and that will help propel this thing into the tops of those iTunes charts, which will give it more visibility on the national and international levels and uh, just a great way to contribute to the growth and sustainability of this thing and help strangers find the podcast also just sharing the podcast word of mouth or via social media on anything is is also very rad and uh, just commenting on posts is uh, for some reason helpful to breaking the algorithm and and keeping things visible out there since they seem to just want to make it as difficult as possible for people to share what they're doing and uh yeah it's weird but uh that's the situation and all the links will be in the episode notes i've been putting out some spotify playlists on a monthly basis every first of the month i've been putting those out so uh stay tuned for more of those and the link for that spotify profile will be in the episode notes as well as the links for the dan cable presents mugs and t-shirts which will uh, be there for just a limited time if you live in the portland oregon area i want to tell you about some calendar dates going on over at produce row cafe in southeast portland as well as north 45 and northwest um first off every thursday night starting in january so january 8th is the uh, the kickoff for this um there will be a jeff chilton trio residency going on and it's uh january 6th is the first thursday in january so that'll be the kickoff for that you can find jeff chilton trio over at produce row every first thursday they are so fun and uh just a killer group of musicians and jeff's a former guest of the podcast and also just an incredibly kind dude so i'm excited that they will uh continue to be there regularly they're also going to be there on valentine's day playing a special valentine's day set at produce row so if you're uh if you're looking for a, a place to maybe do dinner on valentine's day might i suggest um that dinner be at produce row and accompanied by uh the lovely jeff chilton trio and also at uh produce row a little further out january 27th also a thursday night from 6 p.m to 8 p.m we're gonna have the lamb trio out there which is a very cool group of musicians and uh features members of Adabisi, which is such a killer band out here in Portland, Oregon. So that's a cool trio. You're going to get some Neo Soul vibes out of that and some R&B and some jazz. And BC is the, the singer of that group. And she's got a really great voice and accompanied by a couple 
really killer musicians. So that is also one to to keep note of. And every Sunday over at Produce Row from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m., there'll be a DJ there, mostly spinning vinyl, which is uh, pretty cool. So keep up with the uh, the Produce Row website or Instagram, usually sharing through there who's there on a weekly basis. So the link for Produce will be in the episode notes. And I'm super stoked that I get to DJ on New Year's Eve this year, which uh, feels pretty cool. I uh, started DJing maybe a couple years ago now. I got a controller um, maybe three years ago and just thought it seemed like fun. And I uh, was doing it at the house a lot and was getting more comfortable and I was finally ready to start doing it at some spots and it's become a pretty regular thing in my life now where at least once a month if not two or three I'm doing these DJ sets and it's so much fun to get to go to a bar and and set the vibe for a couple hours is just too much fun so to get the opportunity to get to do that on New Year's Eve, a night where people are just looking to go out and have a good time and to get to just play some upbeat bangers is going to be pretty rad and just not something uh, I envisioned myself doing when I moved here almost nine years ago now. When I moved to Portland, I I had no intention or... uh, just not really a thought in my head that I'd be doing DJ sets around town. So I appreciate uh, the opportunities I've been given to do so. So I will be at North 45 on New Year's Eve. That will be 9.30 to 12.30. They got the champagne toast at midnight and the uh, the whole shebang going on. Also, every Tuesday night, there's some DJ residencies at North 45 and that's uh 7 p.m to 9 p.m every tuesday night free music first tuesdays is vanport you got second tuesdays with uh wwjp and third tuesdays with sicko side fourth with spinach my dude spinach who is a, a former guest of the cast and a great local beat maker music producer and dj in town and then sundays there's also some really cool residencies coming up as well so uh lots going on at north 45 that link will be in the episode notes so check into that it's free music sundays 4 p.m to 6 p.m it's a covered heated patio at both spots so uh it's going to be a cool place to get to see some music during the winter months so keep up with uh with the calendar there and go support some local musicians it's free to do so all you have to do is show up all right i dig records volume 31 back on the mics with Cuzo, and this time we are talking about this christmas album little christmas special of i dig records and this was not planned it came together pretty last minute as I was cruising YouTube the other day and stumbled upon this MF Doom Xmas album. Doom Xmas produced by Cook and Soul who produces a bunch of cool collaborations 
of this sort where they're just uh, taking pieces of things and uh, using different samples as well as creating original production to accommodate the uh, the tunes as well. And I also found that there's some cool YouTube videos that go along with some of this and set to different Christmas movies like The Grinch and, and Home Alone as well. So it's on YouTube if you want the version that has the vocals and uh, doesn't leave any of the music samples out. Or you can check it out on streaming services and there they have the instrumentals, which is also really great. And if you go to Bandcamp, you can also find the full version of this as well. RIP to MF Doom. I feel like any opportunity to get to know more about this dude, whether it's just from listening to the music or checking out interviews, is always a good time. And uh, I just continue to grow a deeper appreciation for this dude the more time I spend listening to his music and listening to his thoughts on things so I'm excited that we kind of have back-to-back doom episodes totally not planned of I dig records because the previous one I did with my buddy Bryson the alien who's a local Portland rapper and we talked about the 1991 release from KMD Mr. Hood and uh, that's one of the early MF doom projects just under a different alias but uh yeah dude is incredible and the cooking soul productions do not disappoint so that is uh that's what's happening here for i dig records volume 31 and i'll put the links for uh for bobby's bands Kazo's bands high pulp and sun king in the episode notes as well definitely check out those some some newer jams have uh have definitely popped up there on the streaming services since the last time he was on with me and also we talked about the show mind hunter a bit just for like a minute or two towards the end and i originally called it manhunt which was my bad because then then rob started saying it and uh so that's what we were talking about mindhunter and we have both started it since and uh maybe we will uh have a short chat about that in more depth in the future along with uh more music talk but uh yeah until then fresh episode coming at you friday with uh local portland hip-hop producer and beat maker love jones is coming at you on friday so stay tuned for that Happy holidays. Let's do the damn thing. I just want everybody to know that I dig records. Bam. Clap. I dig records, bro. With his mouth. I clapped with my hands, too. I dig records. Uh, I dig records. Christmas special edition and the return of uh, the regular co-host, my cousin, Bobby, is back. back. Back in action on the mics, man. It's been a while. This is still my podcast. Absolutely. You are, <laughs> the, I Dig Records is uh, as much yours as, as it is mine. Um, I've missed you on the mics. Likewise. Definitely. You've uh, been having some guests though. That's yeah, cool. it's, been, it's been fun to shake it up because as we've talked about before, you know, it's definitely uh, one of those things where we're, we're talking about some records that maybe, uh, maybe you and I wouldn't necessarily be talking about dive yeah. into. So it's, uh, it's been cool, man. 
You get Wes on yet? Uh, not yet. No Wes. You gotta get Wes. I know. It's actually not, you know, for as long as it seems that we haven't done one of these together. It's, it's been like four months. Yeah, so, I don't know. There's there's probably been about yeah. s- six episodes or so right, that, have, right, uh, right. that have dropped since uh since we last did one which i guess uh the vince staples one was the last one that you mm, and i did together yep. just when know, we were in portland yeah hanging out on the porch so this is the inaugural california podcast yeah this is the first time we've done one since you have uh moved to la what's your uh what's that la winter like how's christmas in california it's like 40 degrees in portland so i gotta imagine you're sitting at a cool like 75 right now (laughs) yeah it was like 70 today (laughs) i was just like sitting in the sun just like just i just sat in the sun today for like 40 minutes but it's been raining (laughs) it's been raining it rains it's cold at night too it's like 35 degrees at night you know yeah so uh you know i'm sitting next to a uh a dryer um i'm in the garage this is like i don't live in the garage but i spend most of my time in this garage so we'll see uh we'll see how this works for a podcasting setup you know i mean the space is the space is nice and i don't know you can't uh you can't do much worse than you've done in the past as far as these uh these <laughs> mic recordings so. yeah that's true that's true that's true yeah i set the bar very safely low for myself <laughs> i can just not worry about that <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got to see, I got to see the, the space the pad, a couple yeah, months man. ago or a month or so ago when I got to make you, make you miss LA. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's definitely worse that you're there now. It makes me, yeah. it makes me think about it more. You know? <laughs> yeah. You gotta come, come down. It's the best man. It's the best. But especially when, uh, when you came up last month or so to to play that that run of high pulp shows though and, and just uh, the first first thing you said to me was just this weather is is awful it's fucking <laughs> yeah, terrible it's just like <laughs> such a fucking bummer you know that's how it feels it's but not you, even like it's not even like that it, it it sort of sucks like you know to be in it because it feels shitty but it's just like it's just a bummer you know is that the first time you've ever like felt it that way though? After kind of having that much oh, no. space away I'd from it, I'd known it was a bummer. <laughs> it was, I just <laughs> felt it so much. I was like, yeah, this completely confirms <laughs> how I fucking hate this weather in Seattle and Portland. I just play basketball every day. You know, it's beautiful. Yeah. And then when it rains, it's like, oh, this is a novelty. It's gonna be fucking seventy-five again, sunny soon. So, yeah. LA's cool. I like it. There's a lot of cool musicians, a lot of a lot of cool people, a lot of good food, and uh, spending a lot of time meeting meeting some cool musicians and playing. So, you know, but I'll be back. I'm coming back on Wednesday for Christmas. Christmas. Shout out to Christmas. That's why we're here today. That's why we're here today to talk about this uh, this Cooking Soul album. Which is a, uh, I guess, an ode to the the one and only MF Doom. Yeah. So and where did he get the verses from? That's the, the main question I have. You know, I was trying to find which tracks they actually came from, and it it was kind of it wasn't easy to find much information about it. I remember that Puff Pasadena. I'm gonna type that in and see what comes up. And I'm not. Uh, I love Doom. And I talked about that on the the previous volume of this uh, 
this I Dig record series is also um, in that MF Doom world. I did uh, with my buddy Bryson the Alien. We did the KMD record from 1991. Uh, and I don't know if yeah. you're if you're familiar with that Mr. Hood album. Mm-mm. I was not before doing that uh, that episode, and I actually had no idea that that MF Doom was even the you know one of the people behind it before getting into the record and uh it reminded me a lot of mf doom so i was uh Mm -hmm. i was pleasantly surprised when i when i did my research to find that it was indeed him and uh so it's been mf doom heavy lately and uh i've been trying to i've been trying to do more you know research and get more educated about about doom just who he was as a person right the more i learn about him just the more um i'm blown away and I don't know. Yeah. I, I like. I think Mad Villain was my first kind of entry point into yeah. MF Doom, and for sure. And I don't know what 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 is your what is your knowledge or like relationship with with Doom? With Doom. Um. I I first heard Mmm Food uh, because my guy Nick was really into it. He was really into Doom and like eighth grade maybe and um i got hip to it and i was like oh this is cool it was a little weird at first because i liked a lot of like especially at that time i listened to like a lot of like mainstream rap like 50 cent the game you know what i mean and i heard this doom and i was like what the fuck is this you know there's only one beer left rappers screaming all in our ears like we're deaf tempt me do a number on the label Beat up all the MCs and drink them under the table Like it's on me Put it on my tab, kid However you get there Foot it, cab it, iron horse it You leave it on your face, forfeit Across the mic, hold it like the heat He might toss it Told her, tell him they stole it He told her he lost it She told him get off it And a bunch of other more shit. then I was like, oh, this stuff's actually cool It's just like really abstract um, And, you know uh, Then, yeah, I heard uh mad villainy and and then i you know i would listen to doom i forget the name of the tapes i I would listen to doom like sometimes i'd just be like i'm gonna listen to doom yeah and i'd put it on you know but i wouldn't like necessarily go in on like all these like individual records there's like a few that i listen to with nick a lot that i can't remember um but yeah i mean i was not like a doom head as much like i didn't like wasn't like always craving like that vibe you know what i mean um but i loved and respected him as like one of one you know what i mean there's only one you know and um and he's like the fucking you know he's one of one of the greatest and most influential and i've always like held him with that high esteem even though i don't necessarily like listen to him all the time so yeah you know after he died i learned a little bit more just about like a lot of stuff just about the mad villainy record and him and mad lives relationship and he's from atlanta doom oh wait new york but he was living in atlanta when he was doing when he was doing the uh the Mad Villainy record. Um, he had a daughter at the time. He was flying in and out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much. I don't know much. You know, him and his uh, his brother. They they started off as, as dancers and and taggers for the cool. most 
most part and then in new started York. doing the music thing and yeah one of my favorite things to learn is just like his idea behind having all these different aliases you mm-hmm. know and writing and like just writing from character perspectives and, mm-hmm. and his mentality behind that just kind of feeling like if he only wrote as himself that things would get boring and Mm. you can kind of like um which is like obviously not true for everyone but you can Mm. i feel like you can you can feel that spirit in what he does like in the music and what you're saying you know it i i think um so much imagination mm, food was also the first album i really heard trent turned me on to that mm-hmm. he was the first person to ever bring up doom and mad villainy's kind of more like the first record i ever you know dove into it was the it's the it's the doom record that's in my collection yeah you know? yeah me too yeah um but you're right you know especially if you're listening to stuff that's a little more mainstream when it comes to rap or like just classic hip-hop it yeah it's uh it, it hits you differently you know mm-hmm. and his his way of not really having always having regard for the pocket yeah or mm-hmm. finding different ways to insert himself and the beats being crazy and and the rhyme scheme being insane Man, you know like yeah and and it really is that that one of one like you said yeah. you can and it's yeah. i think you can recognize that in most of his work mhm yeah and it's cool too i feel like um you know, like Earl Sweatshirt always cites Doom as like his biggest, like, you know, just the goat, you yeah. know? And I can, I really, like, again, talking about Doom's like influence on another generation of rappers and like, like I love Earl and I can hear so much of Doom in Earl, you know what I mean? And yeah. like, um, yeah, it's just cool. Like he, uh, he's one of those one of those artists that's like yeah the more you go in on it like the more you're like holy shit this this guy was like just a a fucking artist you know what i mean he he like had this like kid in a sandbox feel where he's Mm. just like so creative and so un uh untethered you know what i mean like reminds me of like thundercat too where it's like you're just like making music from this place of like like wonder and and fun and uh and all that and it's like there's 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 this like wonderful childlike thing you know um, that is like so profound about his music gotta have your boom blown or eat the thirst bone rockets won't burst clone just don't curse the groan on his own microphone bring it everywhere he go so he can bring it to you live in stereo panic can't understand it ban it the underhanded ran it planned it and left him stranded best any who profess will be remanded yes sir request permission to be candid granted i don't think we can handle a style so rancid he flipped it like mad and did the old jazz standard it's it's interesting when when they're i don't know those types of people where you don't necessarily need to know everything about their music catalog or like Mm -hmm. even have to listen to it that much yeah it has like such a big impact and just Mm -hmm. to like understand the the grand scheme of things and yeah and like you're talking about with uh with earl who is also one of my favorites and and you can hear that in in earl's delivery but again earl also feels like one of one 
to me. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. You can no, that's hear. the whole point. Like, the thing I think that he was inspired by was the one of oneness. Yeah. You know what I mean? He wasn't trying to go bite Doom's flow and vibe. Maybe he was, but he, you know, like, like that wasn't the thing that, that maybe drew him to it, I would speculate, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like the thing, I think there's just something like, you know, alluring, like magnetic towards people who just like the conventional, like, trains of thought of like oh like i can't do this because that's weird this is a rap song you're not supposed to do that in rap songs like and like for some people like that shit just doesn't register and that's like what we could all hope for you know what i mean and like when you see somebody that it just doesn't register for then they just aren't bound by all these imaginary rules and then they can just go way deeper on these creative ideas you know and it's like i think that that's the inspiring thing and that's the same like you said that's the same way i feel about earl um, cause it's the same, like, like that's the, the spirit of, of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, that's why doom belongs in like conversations when you're talking about like other fucking like David Bowie and shit, you know what I mean? Or like the Beatles or whoever else you want to put. Like, there's just like a, a group of people, you know, that just didn't have to play by the rules because they just realized that the rules were fake, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a powerful thing, for sure. I was going to tell you something, and I can't remember. Now, smoke that weed. I think, and I don't, I don't know if this is true, but, I, and not to like plug my own podcast, but I think you would really appreciate this this conversation I just had with this dude, old great Everybody God. Go listen to Dan. And uh, and he was he's very much of, you know, wanting to capture the that one of one authenticity and uh he's got this gil scott heron quote Mm -hmm. that that kicks off his his record and whatnot Mm -hmm. but he was talking about how he writes so much without a beat that he's kind of goes in with the mentality of making the beat work for him right and i thought that was like a very cool approach and and just kind of mentality to it and mm-hmm. that's what some of the doom stuff i think can feel like and maybe even mm-hmm. some of the earl stuff at times yeah no doubt yeah absolutely yeah there's like uh because i think that the doom stuff and the earl stuff always still has a pocket it's just like abstract it's sometimes right. just like listening to a, a jazz drummer take a solo and you sort of like lose the beat but it's still totally there you know um and you're hearing like maybe the bigger beat, you know? Um, yeah, that's, that's cool. I, I think that, that flow and pocket is like, you know, one of the things, like he's one of the masters of, of just like finding these unique pockets and he was doing it. I feel like before a lot of people were, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, so yeah, man, I know that this is not necessarily a representation. This record that we're going to talk about is not necessarily a full representation of, of Doom's productions, but you, you, you get to hear him uh, spit throughout this thing. And Cookin' Soul is uh, the, the producer, Spanish DJ duo known uh, separately as Big Size and, and Zoc. 
and uh been doing the thing since like 2005 super prominent mm-hmm. in the yeah. in the mixtape scene yeah they've totally. uh i don't know they've done an insane amount of stuff with a lot of great people yeah. and cooker uh, soldiers everywhere you know yeah <laughs> It's just like, I'm just like, this shit keeps coming. Like, I'm just like, yeah, since 2005, you're just like, I've been hearing this shit forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, always putting out new stuff. And I I kind of randomly stumbled upon this the other day on YouTube. I was not looking for Christmas music at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I'm not, I don't know. Don't hate on the Vince Garaldi, though. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate Christmas music. Uh, oh, by, I do by any means necessarily. I think it's it's more when you're forced to listen to Christmas music on other people's terms, or when you're like you're at the fucking grocery store, yeah, and you're hearing the the same jams all the time, and you're yeah. hearing it for like a month straight. You know, it's different when <laughs> yeah. when you get no, to no, choose I mean, when I'm, to I'm put it on. You know, but and but if they were just if they were just playing the Vince Guaraldi, uh like christmas shit i'd be down with that for a month <laughs> like all of the um you know grocery stores and everything we're just going to be playing that it's fine that's it for you that's, that's where yeah, it's at as far as christmas stuff goes yeah yeah i was not uh anyway i was not on youtube seeking out christmas music it uh happened to show up in the feed and i don't know if it's because i recently watched a doom documentary on there and i was listening right. just like watching kmd stuff on there but i saw this uh mf doom christmas image and mm. i had to know what it was about and i put it on and i thought that it was uh it was pretty cool as far as mm-hmm. christmas albums i yeah. uh my my compliment to this album is that you can put it on and most of the time you don't really know that you are listening to a Christmas album, but yeah. then you get these small snippets and samples of these classic, like these classic Christmas jams. Right. And right, it right. ties together pretty nicely in a, in a tasteful way, I think. So, yeah, exactly. I, I think I'll not listen to this record unless it's like this Christmas time vibe and somebody's like, let's play a Christmas record. I'll be like, Okay, see if I can slide this one. Yeah, yeah, you know, because exactly. it because it counts, you know. Exactly. Um, but you know, it's it's a vibe. It's nothing to like. It's nothing. It's nothing like crazy revolutionary. But it's it's a vibe, and it's you know, I really like. I think that the the use of uh, the samples is probably like the coolest thing for me. Like "Naughty or Nuts," the first song. Um, the string sample and there's just string samples all over this this mixtape and uh it's got this bounce to it you know there's just a bounce to it jack frost nipping at your nose doom also just has such a great voice you know all the rhyme scheme, all the other Keep stuff your mind aside. Like, kid, horror the, form of the, classic, the raw sound of his voice. Villain hydrochloric acid, splashed it, pull a knob, reached and blasted, pow. Pinstripes on a basket. His attitude and the delivery is always so just kind of cool. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super cool. He's the coolest dude ever. He's just like, 
hear him and you're like, this guy's cool. Yeah. Cool motherfucker. Walks in the booth. This is what I have to say. Yeah, exactly. Here it is. Yeah, I like in this song too. You know, it's just like, this is such a playful record, you know, like from the, the Christmas tree with the 40s, you know, and like in the middle of Naughty or Nuts, they cut to the chestnuts where I've seen on the fire, you know, like. Yeah, and it's like, it feels cool. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, no, I'm it's so vibe. glad. It's like that, fun, yeah. it's goofy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is all. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. It very much like compliments those classic songs, too. Like, I think mm-hmm. it showcases them in a way that shows that they were, like, well-written pieces. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's also cool. You can just see what you can do, like, sampling. Like, it's it's cool how, how many samples are so forefront, you know, so at the forefront on this record. Because you can see what he's sampling from and then how he flips it, you know? Yeah. And then he just puts this, you know... Finds the pocket and puts the acapella over it. Piece of cake. And these killer uh, samples in between songs to tie things together. Like mm-hmm. at the end of that one, Doom talking about uh, Fat White Santa. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> hey, why well, spend Christmas Eve waiting for some extra fat white dude to come busting through the ceiling when you could spend Christmas Eve with yours truly, the super villain? Doom. Like you're saying it's, it's super, it's super playful and fun. Totally. And I, I dig that they don't overplay the use of the the classic samples. I think that's right. what makes it dope. Yeah, the Santa's Santa's pot belly skit is funny too. <laughs> and that that whole Santa's pot belly uh, track is just like a nice a nice yeah, break. Yeah, on point. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the ones where Doom isn't actually rapping. Right on it and then yeah getting into that that skit at the end about him battling santa right (laughs) and we're back and when we come back from being back we have the fat santa contest featuring myself the super villain against the real santa in a pot belly throwdown to the yeah and it's interesting too like wonderful i was like it's sort of like there's hints of sense at the beginning of the record but then you just go to wonderful and it's like this is just like a like just like some self-made beat it's like not sample based i mean like it eventually this is just like an in-the-box beat you know like yeah and i think that's like what makes the the cooking soul mixtapes like these cool is that they that you know they're doing their own productions as well on on the tracks and it's not 100 percent sampling no yeah totally, totally. so 
I mean, that's what I think makes these records feel like very seamless and like just they're well constructed because I think you get into a, a lot of that mashup culture yeah. and people people put on record some stuff that did not work very well. The MC who's nasty as nose here. You may go, he said you should have been say so. Tip them in cash and Argentinian peso. There you go, my good man. Buy something nice for the sea. And please keep it moving twice the speed. Consider that you're fair worn, or else I'll bring it to your express like airborne. Um, yeah, Diego Navidad is my favorite song. Oh, what that a song, dude! Diego Navidad. Yeah, that song, uh, song. That song rips. Yeah. It's it's so funky and upbeat, and and it's just so cool how like again talking about the sample. It's like the way that you flip this, like because you hear the sample without the drums and stuff at like 14 minutes on the we're we're going off of a, a YouTube video here so yeah 14 minutes they cut out and it's just like where the sample's coming from and you're like damn this dude just sampled this like spanish song like type shit you know it's like good googly moogly see that loogie yeah it's like he made it you know yeah did this is uh impressive why would like why wouldn't you put this on a Christmas party? This yeah. song is great. Like you could put this song on anytime. I think you know lyrically it would be it would be maybe a little out of touch at certain times. But you know talk about a track like that does not have like a Christmas vibe to it. Like those horns are just fucking banging. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that, that's such a that's such a good song. And then the sketch at the end is just that toothpaste commercial. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My yeah, flash yeah. for Christmas? Interesting gift idea. I thought so. Tastes icy, clean. Peppermint. Why is it blue? Why not? Why for Christmas? Mistletoe. Peppermint. Yeah, so we're listening to this holidays. on YouTube, which is where I originally found it. When I searched it on the streaming services, I found that it exists, but only um, as an instrumental album. So some of these, some of these parts are not there. Like the skits aren't all there. Right. And yeah, you just don't get Doom on it at all. And um, that is actually, I think, a cool thing to put on for any Christmas party as well to just maybe serve a diverse group of people or mm-hmm. like a wide age range anyway. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to our uh, our cousin Christmas here in a couple hours. Oh, yeah. And I feel like I could easily get away with putting on the instrumental version of this album oh yeah that, totally at that gathering and and everybody would be very cool with it because it yeah. is just very vibey and you still get some of those christmas uh vibes, yeah. some of those christmas samples right right so the uh the triple xmas girls is like an amazing sample too it sounds like some like vaporwave type shit that like or some like some like something that's supposed to be out of 45 that's like played at 33 you know some like very white type thing, you know. Just uh, 
Yeah. This is another it's another banger. Yeah. Those two songs are the, the two best for me. Remember at the beginning, I was like, this is cool, this is cool. And then these two came out, I was like, right. Sounds like a knowledge beat, too. Like my genie in the bottle. This can get me rich, look like a magazine model. Before you know it, he have on the stroll. Fresh and ripe, complexion like Acapulco gold. If I had to guess just right, not a day old. Like a cradle robber, cop the whole shop, a trailer load. Know the right number, you can get her. And hit it while you would have sold to the highest bidder, like fruits and berries. Bring daddy loot in a hurry. Just be cute, don't worry. Time to make a nigga hallucinate and admit it. Then she started losing weight, letting everybody hit it. Unlike Allie, sometimes she get bitter. Always kept me happy, never had a problem with her. She used to let me use her back when I was looser. Hey, everybody, just wanted to take a quick minute to let you know that this episode of the podcast is sponsored by North 45 Pub, located in the Alphabet District of Northwest Portland. They've got a killer selection of Belgian beers and an extensive liquor wall with over 200 bottles. Muscles and Fritz are on the menu. Their cheeseburger is lights out, and they've always got some killer weekly specials as well. Aside from the menu items and beverages, they've got this awesome covered patio that is heated throughout the fall and winter with a bunch of big screens to watch all your favorite sports. And the best part is they have DJs playing tunes there every Tuesday night from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. and Sundays 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. So come through North 45 Pub for some tunes and some food. Let's get back to the episode. But it is it is cool that uh, I guess this is like kind of the art of doing this type of producing. Is it, It's like really all like putting together all these pieces. You know, mm-hmm. you got these things that were n- not made for one another. I right. mean, Christmas songs in general, like are usually, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what your knowledge of the uh, the roots of a lot of those original Christmas songs. So I don't know that they were all like necessarily composed by the same person. Yeah, but, I have no idea. Um, you know, taking these different arrangements of these songs, those were obviously made separately, and then just throwing mm-hmm. the random Doom verses mm-hmm. on these things and like finding what is going to work and making it work actually well in you know, doing that thing of making the beat work for the verse and, and vice versa. Dare we say it is art. <laughs> it is an art. I think it's very, yeah, very much, very much art. Like then you get this, the, the host skit where it's just like, uh, what's the, what song is it? Fala la 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 la. What song is that? Deck the halls. Is that was it. It's called. It's just like the boom bap version of deck the halls. It's like, yeah, it's, it's just like goofy. It's like, like if you play this tonight, like our grandma will be like, I like this one. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's just deck the halls. Yeah, that's like at the end bap. of Triple X Lane. It's just fun. Yeah, it's just fun. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's very goofy. goofy. It's yeah. silly. It's yeah. fun. It's light. Absolutely. It's like not trying to be like this crazy, like super deep artistic statement. It's like, hey, like I got, I put the Grinch on the cover and he's smoking a blunt wearing a Doom mask. And then, <laughs> yeah, dude. 
He's I got all these 40s on the Christmas tree. That says enough. I definitely did not send this to you thinking it was going to be earth shattering for you or like shape uh, your future ideas about yeah, how you would slaps. make music. And like the, the fucking the song after the deck, like the holiday agenda, also an amazing beat. Oh, and, yeah. This is an amazing song. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's crazy, you know. can now go to a place where we go 65% of the time we play the Vince Guaraldi at the grocery store and then 35% of the time we play this. <laughs> that was, like This can be one of the, the Christmas albums now. It does say what these are sampling. Where are you finding this? I think just in the bottom of the... Just, like, hit Seymour. Guys, a Nat King Cole song, Marvin Gaye song, Luther Vandross. Let's see. A Kiss for Christmas by Luther Vandross. Luther, man. So she wants some Marvin Gaye, some Luther Vandross. Five. If this would uh if if I would have found out about this sooner though I would have probably also got one of these vinyls just like this would yeah, be a fun Christmas to record it. to have because they pressed these when they came out all that cooking soul stuff just seems to sell out though I was on their website earlier and every one of the oh, records yeah. except for the brand new one are sold out you can find outside of YouTube you can I found the I found the regular version on Bandcamp too. So you can uh, you can check it what out. What do you mean the regular version? Like the version we're listening to on YouTube is available yeah. on Bandcamp. Oh, oh, okay. So you can listen to it individual tracks and not yeah. have to do the the YouTube thing. If uh, YouTube is, in my opinion, the best place to find new music. To find new music? Yeah, I think that YouTube. I mean, unless you're listening to like radio, like you just know, because of cool. the algorithm. Yeah, there's just, like, so much shit on YouTube that's, like, not on streaming services, you know? 
Bandcamp's cool too, but like Bandcamp, you even have to have your shit together a little bit more to get on Bandcamp. Like there's just so much random stuff, especially like old stuff, just on YouTube, you know? Yeah. It's like I probably don't do enough listening on YouTube. I think mostly because I don't really think about it unless there's something I know that's only there. Mm-hmm. And uh but now that you say that, that has been uh that's yeah, definitely that's like holes, led me man. to a couple of my my favorite artists yeah like that's how i found that that east coast don't sleep records that has like a1 and phonics on it and i've become a big fan of that label and also that's how i found odyssey because you turned me on to one of those isaiah rashad records that was only on youtube Mm. oh yeah 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 tons of mixtapes and i was listening to a lot of that and one day that Al Wasta EP from Odyssey came on, and there it that's is. That's one of my favorite rappers because of that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I found guess a lot I need of like to, I need to dive like into that crazy whole Japanese again. stuff, like some of the city pop stuff. Yeah, and uh, some of the like folk stuff from Japan, super cool on there. And then yeah, you can go deep on some jazz stuff too. There's like tons of crazy, crazy jazz stuff on YouTube, man. Shout out to YouTube, man. They're probably spying on us, you know, and all that, but you know. You yeah, guys give and take. Yeah. I just can't worry about it, you know? Yeah. If people want to spy, do it. Yeah. I guess. It's whatever. You know? Yeah. No, I agree. I'm definitely I not going to be reading the the terms and agreements to yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just hitting accept a lot. You yeah. Know? I, I, I signed a lot. Yeah. You could have <laughs> said, you know, yeah, you could have said anything. I sign it. I'm not going to read it. Uh, Let It Snow goes very hard. That's a. Uh, probably the heaviest track on the album is the second um actual track after the intro following naughty or nuts it's got the, Jake the snake line. oh yeah yeah is that a jake plumber reference jake the snake yeah wrestler oh well jake the snake was also jake plumber football player Arizona Cardinals um, Yeah But I assume the wrestler They called uh, Jake Plummer Jake the Snake Doom, as well Doom would probably reference the wrestler I would think so I would think Doom would lean that way But did, I didn't I didn't realize Jake Plummer had that nickname Probably he, he was snakey He was snakey He was snakey He was snakey my mistake, sign a track agreement for more cheese than lines and cracks in the semen. In any event, it's fake like wrestling. Get him like Jake the Snake on mescals. <clears throat> Elixir for the dry throat. Tried to hit the high note. Villain since the itsy bitsy's eye go by remote. Sending the meat wagon bragging. The strings in this song also get on the sample. Yeah. I really like what what I like about these cooking soul beats is that they are like really sort of like aggressively sample first. Like it's not like like we're finding a sample and we found the, the string part and we're looping that every bar. You know what I mean? It's not just like every four bars or every eight bars it comes around. It's like that's the beat, you know, the like the 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 apex, you know, of the sample is like we're just gonna repeat that one bar at a time. 
Smoke a little Christmas tree. Follows uh, that that song too. There goes that news van again. Act like you knew, like two can salmon. Eat rappers like part of a complete breakfast. Their rhymes ain't worth the weight of their cheap necklace. String them up, ring them up under whack junk snack, and get that out your hand. Yeah, and then the outro also like gets on this like vapor wavy vibe too. This like lo-fi hip hop to study and chill to. You know what I mean? Um, where it's just like it's these like fat drums going in over the Vince yeah. Garaldi shit. I'd be down for in general just like more artists to do uh, Christmas shit just so we don't have to listen to the Mariah Carey song and the Wham song for and I like I like the Wham song don't get me wrong but so we could you know diversify the uh, repertoire a little yeah. bit you know I have noticed that amongst like the artists that I know this year, I, I feel like I saw a lot of Christmas songs come out. And I think more and more of that will happen since it's so right. much more accessible to be able to put out a song, you know? Yeah, yeah, It's like, yeah. think about yeah. them actually recording these Christmas songs up until, like, the year 2000. Like, mm-hmm. most of this stuff is, like, actually happening with sessions, you know? You weren't going to find too many, like, independent artists that were going to go use the money they needed to go be in a real studio to yeah no to you know make a christmas song put up they maybe would have made more money if they did though maybe you know where uh this year i feel like i'm i'm seeing some more but so like overall you are not somebody that's you know putting on some christmas music during the holidays no sometimes sierra will ask and then i'll try to say let's listen to the vince garaldi you know okay um you know but I'll put this on now too. This counts, you know. She just wants to get festive, you know, and she doesn't want to listen to the bullshit either. But she's able to push through some of the bullshit because it's festive, you know right. what I mean? And I'm just sort of like crotchety old fucking man at this point, you know. I like 29. some. Of, I like some of the classics. Um, I I I I don't know some of those. Uh, like Beach Boys you, Christmas. You a, you a Jingle Bells guy? I'm more of like a like I love the Beach Boys Christmas album. Oh, I bet that that's great. I haven't listened to that. It's I'm v- super very down. cool. Yeah, I would awesome. I would just, you know, check out that first track. Alright, yeah. It's uh Little Saint Nick. You put that song on? Wow, this you, is from ninety eight. Oh, you're gonna yeah, want this is great. You're, this you're is gonna great. want it to be down. like Christmas morning, you know? This is yeah. uh, home alone shit. Yeah, yeah. You can you can uh put this on at the skating rink, you know. I'm oh yeah. Yeah, this is this is a jam, and I don't know, it's Beach Boys, so like this is the vibe of the record. But yeah, it, there's the also the harmonies like, are amazing. Yeah, Beach you Boys get the crazy. you get the sad ballady stuff though, like yeah. the, the pet sounds vibes out of it too. Though, so.
So I like that one. That's been kind of like my, as far as like the last couple years of seeking out some Christmas music, which I don't, haven't really done in the past too much. This has been the one that has been, uh, it's been the constant. It's, yeah, it's just like what always sticks out to me when I'm listening to some Christmas playlist. Maybe I'll sample some of that. Favorite Christmas movie? Favorite Christmas movie. Uh, I like uh, the one where the kid gets his uh, tongue stuck to the to the pole. Christmas Story. Is that a Christmas Story? Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. Classic. I like uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. That's that a Thanksgiving counts. movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, that movie is uh, is great though. It is great. Um, you know, Home Alone is solid. You know? Yeah, it's probably my top. Yeah, it's, it's solid for sure. Um, yeah, and I, I think that the Jim Carrey Grinch is really fucking good too. Never seen it. Really? <laughs> wow. I wish I was sure recording. I wish we were recording video. I wish we were recording video. Like the shock <laughs> in your eyes about that. <laughs> I just don't know like how you. Amazing. I mean, I guess it's because you're like six or seven years older than me. But like when that yeah. came out, I was like. I don't know how old I was. Like I skipped. Eight, ten. Skipped out. You know? And uh, it was like, oh, yeah, we all went and saw that. Yeah, I skipped out on that one. So, um, Speaking of non-Christmas movies, uh, I watched Zodiac last night. Have you seen Zodiac? Absolutely. I, li- I, li- I think that movie is great. Yeah, it's I very, loved it. It's very and long. Now I'm just, like, spending a lot of time just, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel myself going in on, like, a sp- uh, serial killer oh. sort of uh like mode you know have you, have of, you like, seen, uh, not that i'm going to become a serial killer that's not what i mean by mode i mean like, like i'm becoming like interested in researching serial killers um have you seen manhunt that netflix series that's what my roommate just told me to do so i think i might let me know if you start watching it because i started it and did a couple episodes a long time ago but didn't keep up keep up on it and okay. I'd be interested well, in watching it along with you if you uh, if you get into it. I will it. potentially start watching it tonight. Okay. Well, let me know, and then uh, we can have a little manhunt like podcast. I do think Zodiac is great. Um, yeah, I thought it was amazing. If you do like true crime stuff, that is uh, a great movie. It's long, so it's a time investment, but I think it's pretty well done, and it's it's uh, yeah, it's creepy. You know what I watched the other day as well was uh, Inherent Vice. You seen oh, that? no, Paul I have Anderson? not. I've heard mixed mixed things about that, but I would like to see it. I'm not going to say anything about it. You should watch it and let me know and we'll talk about it. I'm I curious. would really like to see Licorice Pizza. That's uh, Yeah, that comes out on Christmas, speaking of. I'm going to try to maybe go see it on Christmas. Hell yeah. There you go. PTA. I used to go to the movies a lot when I was a kid on Christmas and when I was like a teenager. Or no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to do that on Christmas. I remember seeing Harry Potter on Christmas, I think. And uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, also speaking of music, since this is a music podcast, he's done a lot of cool music videos. He did Anima for Tom York and he gets Johnny Greenwood to do all of his, a lot of his soundtracks and stuff. So he's a... for those of you that are not movie heads, I recommend checking out some of the, the PTA music videos. Nice. I've been in a 30 for 30 hole catching up on the ones that I missed. Very fun. Which ones are you watching? I just recently watched the Bobby Knight one. 
which was pretty cool. interesting because I grew up watching a lot of Hoosiers basketball because my yeah. dad was a big fan of uh, the Hoosiers because he grew up in Indiana. So that was uh, that was the college basketball team that I would often see on the weekends and learn <clears throat> to, crazy. Uh, to root for. So I would see... You know, I Bob saw Knight the tail end freaking, of freaking Bob the Knight. Fuck out. Yeah, for at least like five to ten years, I saw him in the mix, and yeah. I saw. I remember throwing, you the know, chair. throwing the chair. That was. Yeah. Those were definitely the times where I would watch Sports Center every single day, multiple mm-hmm. times a day. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Sports Center. Um, Seriously. I don't. I don't want. We don't, we don't need to trash it because it's already been done. No, but fuck what is happening? Dude? I really, I really want somebody to just start making like what used to be Sports Center and just put it on YouTube every night, and you'll just get millions and millions and millions of views. But you know, it's all proprietary shit that, like, you know, I don't know. You can't just like put up highlights. You know, I don't think that all of the commentators are bad. No, it feels just like I don't know everything's changed it's now it's it's like it's about talk show shit and it's about like debating things as opposed to just showing highlights you know what i mean like i want to see the highlight and then an interview or two of like some of the cats after the game yeah and then on to the next fucking thing and then give me the top 10 plays and we're done i I don't need any of the bullshit i feel like they're even the commentary over the highlights though feels Mm -hmm. like it's delivered in this weird way where they're constantly telling you what's going to happen before it happens yes that and was I one of my biggest understand. pet peeves they didn't used to do that and yeah. that this is like even now the times that i watch it and there isn't the like ticker on the side of yeah, yeah, what yeah. what's coming yeah, this up says which like seahawks lose and yeah. it's like okay so i i know that they lost dude how much more fun was it when you just <laughs> when turned you didn't on sports know. center yeah. and not only did you not know what yeah. happened you mm-hmm. also didn't know when you were going to get to see what you actually tuned in to see. Right, right, <laughs> you right, know? right. You're like trying you to see the like, Mariners for it. highlight <laughs> and you're like, for okay. It. And you're like, yeah. all right. And then, but I don't know. There's a, so ESPN, this is a wild tangent, but. This is worthwhile though. Yeah. I mean, we had a short record. We got to, you know. So, so this is ESPN, important. ESPN got the contract uh, for the NHL again, which. I was stoked about just because it's good for hockey to get more eyes on it again. Um, So ESPN had it for a long time throughout the 90s, and then it went to a couple different companies, but NBC had it. Yeah. And these, um, I don't know, it was on like USA Network during the playoffs. and Yeah, that's some random shit. There was NBC Sports and – Anyway, so a string of those things. The, The point is that it is now back on ESPN. And it's mostly cool for the visibility. And I watch, I try to watch this in the crease show that they have every night. It's basically just Sports Center, ESPN. It's like baseball. For hockey. Exactly. So in the crease, I watch it every night. It's dope. It comes on the Hulu. I can just check into it. But, dude, they do the same shit. And they're all people. I don't have problems with these commentators or the, you know, the people that are doing the stuff because they're usually like guys that were in the NHL, guys Mm -hmm. that I appreciate for the most part on the commentary. But it's the the delivery of a lot of this stuff is just. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You can't, man, you can't. You go back and watch like a Dan Patrick and Stuart Scott episode. 
Come on. Yeah. You know? I mean, the, the best SVP, part. SVP, Linda Cohn. All yeah, like, dude. Yeah. The best part is, like, you do see Linda on there every once right. in a while. She's right. doing it. And John Buchengross is old school. And that yeah. dude is, uh like, the spearhead of the the hockey coverage, which is great. Yeah. But I so I feel like it's it's really just I don't know if it's the writing that they have yeah. to to go with, but this I just don't understand what the point of you telling me what is happening before I even get to see the highlight. Well, I'll just go look at my phone. Like you know, yeah. that's like I just might as well go look at my fucking phone. You know, and and I I don't know why they changed that and why they kept that, but I have had that same gripe because I. Yeah, you used to just like not know anything about what happened during the day and you get to watch an hour of Sports Center. It was a great hour because you just get to watch the you, yeah. you know, you get to see what happens instead of getting it all spoiled for you. But like they used to be intentional of like keeping it a secret. Like you know they like they mm-hmm. knew that people would come and not know, you know. And now they know and they're intentionally doing it. I don't I don't know why, but you know, uh there must be something, you know. Do you think it's just because they know that it's they're not the source of breaking the news anymore yeah because everybody can just know you can Mm -hmm. just look at your phone but i don't know man i I don't usually look at the scores every night because i'm watching this show now right 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 yeah when i want to watch a a highlight now like if i miss something and i want to watch like a game i just go on youtube and i just uh type it in and this is a thing too that's funny because for nba highlights if you type in like you know like uh nuggets lakers highlight and it comes up because they played some time right and it just says it just says there's the highlight on the on the thumbnail image and you click it and you watch it it doesn't tell you but if you do nfl highlights uh it tells you the fucking score right on the thumbnail (laughs) i'm just like dude like i don't want to know who won i want to watch you know like same thing with with soccer highlights. It's like, man, what the fuck? So, I don't know. Fuck ESPN. But they the um 30 for 30s are really good. They're very good. Yeah. They're those are amazing. So, I watched the Bob Knight one recently. I just watched the uh uh Slam and Jamma one. Have What's you seen that, that one? That's the the 80s Houston Rockets with uh Clyde oh, Drexler okay. and okay. Eric Davis. This is before Hakeem and Hakeem. Hakeem's oh, okay. a part of it cool. too. Sick. Which uh I I didn't know too much about that. And that was that was a really did good they one. Win, they won a championship? Uh no. They did not. That's they uh they couldn't put it together. They couldn't seal the deal. Did Hakeem ever win a championship? Let me see. In the, the NBA he did. Yeah, with who? Yeah. I'm talking this is college. Oh, holy shit. Uh, this is the Houston, Houston college team? Uh, University of Houston. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm wow. Not, I was thinking have, about uh, Houston. Yeah. The Rockets won, know. though. The yeah. Rockets beat the Knicks. They beat the Knicks in the 80s? In the 90s. In the 90s. 93, 94. Oh. In, uh, when MJ was taking a, take a, took a year off? Yes. A gap year, maybe? Ninety five. Uh, this is a really good it's, record. It's podcast. somewhere. It's somewhere in there. It's somewhere in there. <laughs> this is a really good record podcast <laughs> about sports. <laughs> um. Oh, he won the finals in ninety four and ninety five. What? Rockets, dude. That was a good Rockets wow. team. Sam Cassell. See, I was too young for this. Olajuwon. 
Sam Thorpe Cassell. was there. Uh, I believe Thorpe was on that team. They, they, yeah, they had some shooters outside. You you probably remember when T Mac and Vince played on the Raptors team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, see, I'm too young for that. Yeah. Like I'm like 98, 99. I remember. Like I barely remember when. Dude, that. I remember Penny Hardaway, Shaq <clears throat> on the Magic together. Yeah, that's see, that's crazy. I that's saw so Shaq cool. come into the league. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> Muggsy, crazy. Muggsy Bogues in college. Muggsy Bogues and Larry Johnson on on the fucking Charlotte, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alonzo Mourning on Charlotte. Yeah, see, I remember Alonzo <laughs> Mourning on like the Heat. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. On his way <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's funny. Um, see this. Uh, this is the newest. Oh, cop. that Randy Moss Vikings sweater. Because you know when I bought this, I bought this after you sent me the Randy Moss. Uh, video on Instagram of him being like, you should have called Tails. Or, oh, he, yes, dude. And then he goes to Dante Culpepper and he's like, I told him Tails. And he's like, or he was like, I didn't tell him Tails. I thought you were going to tell him Tails. He's like, who said his special teams? He's like, I told you to call t- tell him Tails. I thought you did. I told you to. And he's like, you don't, they don't play Madden like us, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, And dude, I was just like, so dude, good. I love, like Randy Moss has always been one of my favorite players and it just reminded me of how much I loved Randy Moss when I was a kid and I immediately went on Depop and I bought this like like from Instagram from watching that video I went and bought this 30 seconds later I want you to know that I I love that I love when something like that inspires a yeah I was like dude fucking Randy Moss the goat (laughs) that's amazing that's what I told you no always pick you should have told him tail. I thought you told him. No, I told you. I thought you knew the best team always. They don't, they don't play the PlayStation like us. They don't play it like I thought you told him. 30 for 30. I told yeah, you that. Yeah, that's a good one. I told yeah. you that Mets four-part series, which is the most recent one. That's great, dude. You got to watch that. Four-part series about the Mets? The Mets in 86. Daryl Strawberry, Doc Gooden. Is that when the they, they lost the World Series or did they win the World Series? Why don't you just watch it? Okay. If you okay, don't know, okay, it's like okay, more okay, fun. Okay. More fun if you, you know, right. since you don't know. How do I know. watch this? Is ESPN Plus? Yeah. You can yeah, tap okay. into mine probably if you. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Well. You want to say it on the air? If anybody wants to send their uh, comments <laughs> about which 30 for 30s they like or or Christmas albums, that's uh that's also cool yeah. too. Your favorite Doom records, whatever you want to talk about, albums you want to hear us uh, chat about, I think... Uh, I think Cuzzo here will hopefully be uh, back in the regular rotation for this thing. We'll get some yeah. get some more in these of these in before he uh, heads out on the road this spring. And then we're gonna uh, do a little manhunt episode. Manhunt, dude. I dig movies. Or I dig. <laughs> I dig TV. I dig serial killers. <laughs> I dig serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> a good, good one off. I'll put links in the episode notes so people can uh, keep up with the. Uh, the most recent tunes that that Sun King and and High Pulp have put out since the mm-hmm. last time we've done this, there, there's definitely some tracks that have come out. So mm-hmm. yeah. um, people can check that stuff out. And I'm gonna miss you this evening at, at Cousin Christmas. You're my Love usually you, my my favorite part of uh, those yeah, gatherings. Yeah, we usually just, just get sneaking to hang away out, you know? and uh, just bullshitting about what we're bullshitting about right now yeah. this is it you have to smoke weed alone tonight <laughs> we're just, yeah we're just talking about music and documentaries yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly well tell my yeah you're gonna see my my parents and shit tell my yeah. um that's cool but merry christmas man 
Likewise. Huh. Likewise. And I Merry Christmas uh, to all the listeners. Yeah. Happy holidays. Hope uh hope I get to see you soon and thought we would play it out with MF Grinch. Yes. Yeah. Uh this classic sample of the Grinch song. You're a mean one. It was pretty good. Yeah. Thanks. I was practicing it before this <laughs> just for you. Just for you. Um uh, Thanks to Distro Kid for uh, continuing to support this thing. Definitely hit that Distro Kid link to get that thirty percent off your uh, your first year of use with Distro Kid. You put out whatever you want, as much music as as you can put out. It's just a uh, one There's small no fucking yearly no fee. Rules. Just and yeah, you do whatever you want once you get Distro Kid. Yep, you can do whatever you want once you get Distro Kid, and they've got a bunch of cool tools to to help you with your your releases as well so tap into that and uh that's the jelly jams amazing amazing great great job Yeah.